This is Alan Dershowitz and the Dersh Show. Um, I haven't uh, had a podcast for a couple of days. We're still working on reconfiguring the podcast and coming up with perhaps a different platform and perhaps a different uh, format. So I'll keep occasionally coming up with Dersh Shows when I think that the news warrants it, but uh, it won't be every day. And as soon as the new format is decided upon, of course, I'll have a special Dirt Show and let you know and give you all the information because I've been getting lots of emails from loyal fans who really want me to continue expressing uh, my views and want to continue to express their views. Today, you're going to only hear my views, but uh, you can keep uh, uh, calling in your views and eventually we'll be able to put them on the air as well. So today I'm going to call you, I'm going to discuss with you the search warrant directed against uh, Rudy Giuliani um, yesterday, um, it's an absolute outrage uh, against the Fourth Amendment. Uh, search warrants should never, ever be used as a substitute for subpoenas, except when there is compelling evidence that the person who would receive the subpoena somehow wouldn't obey it, would destroy the evidence, would erase the, the, the emails, would erase the cell phones. Uh, Rudy Giuliani knew that they were going after his cell phones and his computers for months. It's been in the newspapers. Uh, we know that efforts were made uh, during the previous administration and even earlier on in this administration to get authority from the Justice Department to go and get this material and uh, Giuliani, if he wanted to erase anything or destroy things, he obviously could have done it. I've known Rudy for, I don't know, 40 years, and we've had our differences. We litigated cases against each other repeatedly since the early 1970s, but Giuliani is not going to destroy uh, cell phones or, or uh, emails, and I can't imagine any reasonable judge would conclude that he would. And a search warrant is essentially thuggery. Uh, what a search warrant is, is you break into somebody's house, sometimes with knocking, sometimes without knocking, and you just rummage through everything and you take everything, including lawyer-client privileged information. A subpoena is different. A subpoena operates under the rule of law. You get a subpoena, you show it to your lawyer, your lawyer sees what it is that the government wants, he or she makes a fair assessment, uh, say it's cell phone records. Uh, after all, Rudy Giuliani was representing some pretty important people, including the president of the United States. And the lawyer says, no, 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 you can't have this phone call because it's privileged, but you can have that phone call. It's to, you know, one of his friends, or, or you can have that phone call because it involved a business associate, but you can't have this phone call because it involved privilege. Uh, maybe he was speaking to his priest. Maybe he was speaking to uh, somebody else who has a privilege. That's what subpoenas are for. Um, I've litigated many subpoenas. Win some, you lose some, but at least you have a chance to go to court. A search warrant is ex parte, one way. Uh, there's no opportunity to present your side to the judge and search warrants are written very broadly and they allow the government to simply come in and take whatever they want, essentially. Um, they have to be obviously reasonable, they have to be based on a probable cause, but those are very, very easy standards to meet. 
Uh, now, prosecutors have been doing this for a long time, including Rudy Giuliani when he was a prosecutor. That doesn't make it right. As a civil libertarian who studied the Fourth Amendment and taught the Fourth Amendment very, very carefully, I want to say I don't care who the subject is, no search warrant should issue rather than a subpoena unless the government has compelling evidence that the recipient of the subpoena would not obey it. If he's going to obey it, that's the way to do it. The search warrant should be the last alternative. It should be reserved for terrorists, for mafia members, for drug dealers, for people who you have no faith will maintain anything that you want to search for. Obviously, if you want to search for a guy having drugs, even if you knock on the door, he's going to flush it down the toilet, obviously. But we're now talking about a lawyer who keeps records, who has cell phone records, who had months and months and months to do whatever he wanted to do about these records. And yet the government opted to go by six o'clock in the morning, search and seizure. They've done this before. And this, this covers Republican administrations and Democratic administrations. It covers conservative and liberal prosecutors. They're all wrong when they use the search warrant instead of the subpoena. The subpoena is the way to go under the rule of law. You file a legal paper. When you're in civil litigation, there's no search warrant. If you want something from the other side, you subpoena it. We have no ability to search the home of opponents in civil litigation, uh, and we shouldn't in criminal cases either, except as an extraordinary remedy when it's clear when it's clear that the person receiving the subpoena would destroy evidence or would endanger the integrity of the investigation. Why am I so focused on this? Because this is so typical of what's happening in America today. We are taking the easy way out. We are not thinking about process. We're not thinking about the rule of law. We're using the criminal justice system in a partisan way. We're weaponizing the Fourth Amendment. We use it against political opponents on both sides of the aisle. And we civil libertarians who try to pass the shoe on the other foot test, that is the test that says, would we be just as angry if the subpoena was issued by Republicans against Democrats as we are if it's issued by Democrats against Republicans? The answer is yes we'd be just as angry. And look, the Southern District of New York is bipartisan. Even when Trump was president, it was going after Trump's records and going after Giuliani's records. They were wrong then, and they're wrong today. Now, they may have some cases to support them. That doesn't make them right as a matter of civil liberties. I have to tell you, I'm so disappointed that the American Civil Liberties Union is not involved in these cases. They should be particularly when a lawyer's office is searched. Why? Am I making that argument because I'm a lawyer? I have nothing to hide. No, I'm not making the argument to defend myself. I have nothing to hide in my own life. But on my cell phone, in my emails, there are all kinds of lawyer-client communications. And those are privileged. And those are sacrosanct. Nobody has the right to hear the advice I give a client. Nobody has the right to hear the questions that a client may put to me. Nobody has the right to learn when a client comes to me and says, you know, I may have crossed some lines. I need your help. 
That's all privilege. That's constitutionally protected. And the way to make sure that lawyer-client information is privileged or priest-penitent information or rabbi information or spousal information. I write to my wife by email. She writes to me by email when we're traveling. That's all protected by privilege. Journalists have privilege. Psychologists have privilege. Um, I was on the phone with my doctor today, my cardiologist, discussing you know my health. I don't want the government going to my cell phone and, and, and knowing which doctors I talked to and what I asked them and the emails I sent them. That's why we have privileges. And that's why we have subpoenas, because subpoenas protect privileges. But search warrants don't protect privileges. Now, the government says, oh, we're going to have a taint team. We're going to have an independent people in our office, prosecutors, our colleagues, our friends. They're going to go through it, and they're going to determine what's privileged. How do they know it's privileged? How do they know who was Rudy Giuliani's clients? How do they know that a friend didn't call for legal advice? How do they know what's a call that Rudy Giuliani may have made to his priest or his uh, doctor? Uh, a taint team doesn't do a good enough job. I was opposed to this when they went after Cohen. Remember Cohen? He was Trump's earlier uh, lawyer. And I'm not saying this is being done uh, selectively. I don't know the answer to that question. I'm open to the possibility it is, but I'm not making that assertion. I'm saying it's wrong whenever the government uses a search warrant and they could have used a subpoena. Subpoena is the rule of law. A search warrant is the rule of force. Now, to get a search warrant, you have to go to a judge. But judges give out search warrants like they're candy at Christmas. Unfortunately, they're ex-party. We know that, for example, the FISA court, uh, which is supposed to give out search warrants very rarely to intrude on the privacy of American citizens, we know that they've given out many, many, many search warrants. Ex-party is very dangerous. Let me explain to you what ex-party means. It means one side gets to make a presentation to a judge. The other side gets no opportunity to respond. Whereas when there's a subpoena, the subpoena is directed at the person, and the person's lawyer can come in and say, no, it's too broad. No, they have no right to this cell phone. No, this is my wife's information, not mine. You can't seize that. You can't search that. That's what a subpoena is. And the subpoena ought to be the usual way to go, not the search warrant. So I am very, very upset at the ease with which search warrants are given out by judges I'm upset at the American Civil Liberties Union for not, and the American Bar Association. They should be also actively involved with somebody other than Rudy Giuliani. If these search warrants were directed uh, at a, a prominent uh, lawyer on the liberal side who had a lot of liberal clients, I suspect we'd see the ACLU involved. I suspect we'd see the American Bar Association involved. Well, I have to tell you, I'm getting involved. I'm getting involved one way or the other, and I'm going to keep speaking out against the overuse of search warrants. Remember, too, search warrants are also dangerous. Uh, some deaths that we know about where police have shot innocent people have resulted from no-knock search warrants. As I said, search warrants are not the way in which law should be practiced. Search warrants don't involve a kind of peaceful attitude. Here's the paper. Now you respond. Let's litigate the rule of law. No, 
breaking into people's houses uh, six o'clock in the morning, often alerting the media to it so that they get the benefit of it. By the way, Rudy Giuliani used to do that as well. So I'm not here saying that I accept uh, everything Rudy Giuliani did when he was a, a U.S. attorney. When he was a U.S. attorney, we fought like children. I invited him to Harvard to justify how he conducted his office, and he invited me to come down to the U.S. attorney's office and give them a lecture on the way I think uh, a U.S. attorney's office ought to operate. Uh, Rudy and I have been in, in conflict over many, many issues. He's conservative, I'm liberal. He's a Yankee fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. A Yankee fan from Brooklyn. Ah, oh, come on. How can you do that? But he is. And I'm, I was a Brooklyn Dodger fan. And then I became a Red Sox fan when I moved to Brooklyn. But, you know, Rudy and I can still talk. And I'm going to help him on this case if he asks me. I'm going to consult with him. I'm going to both publicly and if he calls me privately, we're going to talk about this because I am appalled at the overuse of search warrants, the misuse of search warrants, and the overbreadth of search warrants. I think they violate the spirit. I myself think they violate the letter of the Fourth Amendment. And so I hope that you will agree with me, whether you're conservative or liberal, whether you're Democrat or Republican, whether you like Rudy Giuliani or you don't like Rudy Giuliani, it seems to me that you should agree that the first recourse, if you want information from somebody who you are investigating, you go by subpoena. You write to his lawyer. You list the things that you want him to turn over. He will then turn it over or he will protest to a judge. Then a judge will make the decision. It won't be an ex-party decision. It will be a decision made by both sides having been presenting their evidence, and then the judge after hearing both sides will decide which side is correct instead of just taking the government's word, we're the government, trust us. I think the FISA experience has demonstrated so clearly that our Bill of Rights is designed not to be based on trust the government. I think it was Madison who said, if men were angels, uh, we wouldn't need the laws. And uh, Lincoln talked about the better angels in all of us. But men are not angels. Prosecutors are not to be trusted when they act in an ex-party way. They are to be trusted when they're part of the adversary system. And the adversary system requires that both sides get an opportunity to present their arguments. That didn't happen yesterday when Rudy Giuliani's house and office and the house and office of a distinguished lawyer in Washington, uh, D.C., was searched. That's not the United States of America under the rule of law. That's a display of power. It's been wrong for years. It should stop. I hope that Giuliani challenges this practice, and I hope the courts finally say, subpoena first, you get a search warrant, only if you can demonstrate that a subpoena will not serve the interests of justice. That's my point of view on the Der Show. I'll be back with uh, more uh, points of view uh, over the weeks to come while we try to figure out the new format for the Der Show. But in the meantime, I hope you will continue to be loyal to my podcast, and I hope you'll wait uh, with patience to see where we go next. This is Alan Dershowitz on the Der Show.